Play. Majesty Jesus Image. Row. Suggestions. Row. Search results for Majesty. Row.
Welcome, everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. We just finished Worshipped by Jesus' Image, Majesty. Um, today, we have a guest speaker in the house. Uh, I've known her for almost 30 years, and uh, she's, she's amazing, and she's my mother, and uh, she loves to preach the Word. She loves Jesus, and she's going to be sharing what the Holy Spirit's put on her heart today. Um, before we uh, jump in, does anyone have any prayer or any um, testimonies or anything that God has done, any praise reports that they would like to share? Anybody? Well, if not, I have a testimony. So I don't know if you guys remember, I prayed for this man named Glenn. He had stage four cancer. He had 70, 70% of his body was made out of metal. Um, he has neuropathy. So his legs are swollen and they are black and purple. And it's so flaky and it, his skin is so tight. I, I, I believe just, just a little bit of pressure and his legs would pop. Like that's how it looked. His leg was shorter. You remember he had a bone sticking out about an inch um, from his shirt, from his collarbone. I believe it was on his right hand side but it was visible through his shirt poking out like this an inch high so marvin this is glenn's friend came to me this past sunday and he said did i tell you uh the news of glenn i said no you didn't so when glenn went into the hospital right and he found out he had cancer a hundred percent is being Super bad, like just 100% your whole body's filled with cancer. And 0% is no cancer. So he was at 95%. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, it, it infected his whole body, 95%. And also he had blood clots in his kidneys. So every time he'd go to the restroom, he would bleed blood. It'd be a horrible mess, right? And then he had all this stuff. I believe he had uh, stage four pancreas cancer so when i gave him the word i went right he went back to the hospital and they were doing a cat scan on him because they they were going to start chemotherapy well they checked his levels his cancer levels it was it went from a 95 to five percent jesus completely rocked him remember when i prayed and he said he felt a lightning bolt hit the back of his neck all the way down to his spine that is the miracle working power of our god that is anointing flowed in his body and created a miracle because that's a miracle no you don't hear that stuff often his kidneys completely cleansed no more blood clots completely gone completely healed all his blood clots gone Cancer was at a 95 to a 5%. But if you keep people around you that don't believe and don't think that it's real and they speak death over you, then you'll receive death. Because the doctor said, you don't have to do chemo. You're at 5% now. You were at 95. Now you're at 5%. The doctors don't even know what happened. But I know what happened. It's the great physician, Jesus. But see, if you have doubt in your heart and you have people lying to you saying, oh, what you experienced, it did not happen. It was all in your imagination. Mm-hmm. 
And now he's at a place where he's going to do chemotherapy. Even though the doctor said he doesn't have to. That's going to destroy his body even more. Right? Because the radiation. So the thing is, why I'm saying this is because God is so merciful that he healed that man. But if you don't turn and you don't put yourself, you don't be set apart, right? Holy is being set apart. And you don't get plugged into the church and you don't get plugged into actual believers because it's real. It's true. And hopefully God intervenes and changes his mind, but God won't go against his free will. Mm-hmm. But God intervened when that man repented of his unforgiveness. And Jesus completely washed him clean. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to see if I can try to get doctor's reports. But this is what Marvin told me. And he's Glenn's best friend. He goes there all the time. And he's actually took him to an appointment. So that was uh, an amazing amazing thing because God has really um, because I've been so hungry and seeking God, being consistent God is giving me more of his power to be manifested because I've prayed for three people that have had cancer and both got healed from cancer the one I don't know because it was up north but the Lord told me about his kidney cancer so I believe God did heal it he wouldn't just tell me for fun and also, just to share another testimony, was the outreach. Yeah. We did our first outreach, and it was amazing. Yes. We saw demons manifest. We saw people get healed, legs grow out, gout leave. We were able to lead someone to Christ, become born again. Yeah. We, we gave food to the hungry. We, we gave them drink but guess what we gave him we gave him the word of god we gave him the everlasting bread right that comes from above we gave him that that life-giving water that you when you drink you never become thirsty again and i just want to share that because we made 59 care packages and 41 bibles Mm -hmm. and we had a an amazing group of people that came and sacrificed their saturday Mm -hmm. to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their local community. Yeah. So I uh, just, I commend you guys because that shows where your heart's at. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. And God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. And we were givers that day. And, you know, we were able to give 35. Mm-hmm. 35 of those care packages. And I believe Bibles as well. Mm-hmm. And we had people, it was amazing. They would just grab the Bible and then they're, they're hitting the crack pipe. But see, the thing is, we let the word of God take over. We let the, we, we've prayed for them. We let them. We're not here to change them. We let Holy Spirit do it. But they've had an encounter with God when we come in. When the body of Christ comes in. That's each and every believer here and out there who's listening. So I want to do this monthly. It got me so fired up. I don't know about you guys, but I was so wanting to do it this weekend as well and the next weekend and the next weekend. So um, if any of you are, you know, in the city, local, um, team up with us. We would love to have you. Um, We obviously would love to disciple you to get you in a place where you will encounter things that Jesus mentioned. You will see things that it might kind of scare you, but guess what? Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world, right? And... It says to not be afraid, right? Because it's Jesus' rod and staff that comfort us. 
Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Right? He, he's our good shepherd. So, but if that is it, does anybody else have anything they would like to share? If not, we will jump into prayer and then we will pass it off. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the wonderful testimonies. We thank you for your word that is everlasting. We thank you, Lord God, that we got to represent you, but that we make this uh, a commitment, that we are consecrated, that we are living sacrifices to do this on a daily basis, Lord God. Help us to not have the fear of man, but have the fear of the Lord upon us. Help us to be bold as lions, Lord God. It says the righteous are bold as lions. And Lord God, I ask and I uplift my mother today that you would anoint her right now, Lord. That you would give her the utterance through the Holy Spirit today. That you would empower her to preach the gospel in truth and life and bold and courage today. That Lord God, whoever is listening, that they would open their ears today. That they would open their eyes today. That you would open their hearts to receive today. And Lord God, that you would impact the nations for your glory. That you just need one simple yes. You need one simple yes that can change a country. We thank you, Lord, for your omnipotence, your omnipresent, your omniscient God. You are a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Jesus, we ask you that your peace would be upon us today. And your peace would go before everyone that's listening today and in the future. Lord, I ask you that you would just have full dominion, Holy Spirit. Have your way. We love you. We bless your holy name. And bless each and every person here, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we come in agreement. Amen. 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 All right, so I will pass it off to Maggie Gossett. Welcome. Welcome her right now. Come on. Come on. everyone. <laughs> so I'm going to teach a little bit about hearing the voice of God and being led by the Spirit. It's been on my heart for a little while and um, the reason I'm doing it is because a lot of people ask me like how do you know the voice of God? Like how do you recognize the voice of God? And so I kind of wanted, you know, I've studied it a, um, a few times but I wanted to um, study it further and to my surprise, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much there is to learn. And so I've just barely scratched the surface, but I plan on, um, you know, studying it more and examining it more and uh, being able to maybe come back and teach a little bit more about it. But uh, I will share what I've learned and, uh, you know, hopefully I encourage you to do your own study. Okay. Um, so if we could, well, you can turn or I'll just read in... Um, the first scripture is, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So again, he's knocking, he's nudging. You know, when you're not, um, 
So we're all born with the Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit nudges all of us, right, to, to turn to God, to walk with God. So for us, it's different because we're born again. The Holy Spirit abides in us. So, but again, he's always knocking. Okay. Um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you know, do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. So again, we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. God dwells in us. You know, I, I was kind of studying this out. And in a sense, I read this, somebody explained it. It's like your spirit's a container, right? And then Holy Spirit comes in to that container. So that kind of helped me visualize it a little bit better. Um, uh, Psalms 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of the uprightness. So I'm going to teach four ways to be led by the spirit of God. The first one is to meditate on the word of God. So Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That's Joshua 1.8. So um, to you get... go back to Psalms, that first one? Yeah. Let's see. Psalms 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. So good. Yeah. So... To get to the place in your life where you can lead by the Spirit of God, you must first be able to recognize His voice, correct? Mm -hmm. yes. This comes from not only prayer and reading the Word of God, but by also meditating on the Word of God, which is one of the ways to be led by His Spirit. So what meditate means is, um, is um, to mutter, right? So what you're doing is you're saying it. I also, I looked up the word meditate. It, it says to think deeply mm. or focus one's mind on something for a period of time. Mm. Examine attentively or deliberately. So you're examining the word. You're examining it. Not just reading it quickly and moving away, but you're examining it. Yeah. You ponder it. You contemplate. You consider it. You reflect. You chew it over. You digest it. You get it inside you into your inner man. We are to educate our spirits. So think about that. You're educating your spirit. You know, we have to chew on this stuff. Like this stuff is like the word of God. You need to like chew, chew, chew. Like I was chewing on this stuff and I was like, oh my gosh. It was just like revelation, revelation, like boom, boom, boom. And I just keep writing it down. And it's okay to write things down and not know. You know, it's okay just write it down, and then you're going to study it later. Just set it aside, put it on a shelf, but come back to it and study it. Okay. Oh, yes. Another way to learn to hear God's voice is to write it down. Mm -hmm. Write it down what you, what you think the Holy Spirit is telling you in that scripture. So um, I have an example of that. Um, so there was this wealthy man that uh, attended uh, Pastor Morris's church, 
And he came up to him. He's like, Pastor, I always hear you saying you heard from God. You know, God told you this. God told you that. He's like, I don't know how to hear from God. So Pastor Morris suggested, like, get your Bible and then get a notepad and then read the scriptures. And then you're going to ask yourself, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Even if you think, like, what, what do you think he's saying to you, right? So write that down. And um, so that's just another way that, you know, we learn to hear from God. Another example is, you know, um, the Holy Spirit is like 90% of the time he's going to talk to you through the word. So that's why it's so vital for us to meditate on the word. Yes, he'll talk to you through dreams, visions, and other men of God. But most, most of it's going to be through his word. That's why you need to get into his word. So it's, that's vital. Okay, so meditating on the Word of God is more than reading the Bible. It is studying, analyzing, seeking, and reflecting. Mm-hmm. It is Good. seeking God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Come on. Okay. So good. And then what we need to do is we need to be open to a new interpretation you haven't considered before. One that might be different than what your mama told you or your pastor told you. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm learning this. Okay, it's being open to a new interpretation you haven't considered before, one that might be different than what your mama told you or your pastor told you. And I talk to my dad a lot, and him and I, you know, we've been Christians for like 20 years, but him and I, um, because we would listen to other people, we have a lot of false doctrines. We're like, I was like, Dad, no, like, I study that, and it's not what it said. And I think people mean well, but they don't rightly divide the word. You have to know how to rightly divide the word from, because some of the stuff is Old Covenant, some of the stuff is New Covenant, but some people mix it up, right? So I'm learning a lot. Like, I've learned, like, a lot of stuff that I learned was just, like, kind of false. And so, because, you know, that's kind of what religion is sometimes, and... And if you don't study for yourself, you're not going to get that revelation if you're just like, just like listening to so many different people. And, and if you don't know the word, you're going to be easily deceived. Come on. Yeah. And now that, you, now that I know the word, and I'm still learning, of course, it's like three years in that I've been studying it. I, it's like, oh, that doesn't seem right. You know, and then I'll study it and then you're like, oh, okay. So, and again, some stuff, you know, you're, you're just not going to know and the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. So it's very important that you do your own studying and show yourself approved. Yes. Okay. So when you meditate on the word of God, you are training your human spirit to recognize God's voice Mm -hmm. and be more in tune with what he has to say to you, specifically about every detail of every situation. So that's why God told Joshua that meditating on his word was the key to prosperity and success. He gave him the secret to achieving everything he had ever wanted. The secret is meditating on his word. And I hear all kinds of pastors, Bill Johnson. He said this. He said, this is the key, you guys, to meditate on the word day and night. This is it. This is like the key to Christian. One of the keys, you know, big time to Christianity and getting to know, to hear the voice of God. Also, just to add. (laughs) Yeah. That Joshua and Caleb were the only ones. That entered into the promised land. And and I'm trying to put two and two together that why would Joshua in this first chapter say to meditate on his word? Wow. 
And the thing is, Moses was obedient, and Moses did what he needed to do, but he did disobey, and God says, you can't walk into this land. Mm. And all the other people that disobeyed, they couldn't walk into it. But because Joshua walked by faith and not by sight, seeing that the giants were huge, still believed in God that he would see them through, and he entered into the promised land. So I feel like that's a representation of us Christians that we meditate on that that's word so day and good. night, we will walk into the promised land. Wow. That's really, really good. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so again, the Hebrew word for meditate also translates as mutter. When you meditate on the word of God, you aren't just thinking about it during your quiet time. You're thinking about it all the time, but you're speaking it all the time. It, be, it becomes part of your inner man. It stirs your faith up. It develops your human spirit, and it makes it easy for you to be led by the Spirit of God. And again, if you want to move forward in this, you know, carve out time in the morning in your quiet time. You know, 10, 15 minutes, just do this, and you're going to learn to to be in tune with him. You're going to learn his nature. You're going to learn his character. You're going to learn... You know, what is his voice and what's the enemy's voice? Because his voice is always going to be, right, good and the word. It's not going to be this weird stuff, you know, or evil or anything like that. Okay. Um, so the second uh, key is to be a doer of the word of God. On. James 1, 2, 2 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. On. We're to do what the word says. We need to apply it and act on it. So this is what I learned too. It's like apply it, apply it, apply it, act on it, act on it, act on it. It requires action, right? And I learned this and I was like, oh my gosh. And they were saying like, you can read your Bible, you can go to church and you can even meditate on the scripture. But if you're not doing it and applying it, it's dead. Mm. And that's what I was like, whoa, like that's, that's how I believe a lot of us did it, you know. Do it like that. And and I used to do it like that, too. I was just like, okay, I wasn't doing it. Okay. Um, Okay. The Bible is clear that hearers, people who simply read their Bibles and attend church, don't accomplish much in this life. Wow. Say that again. Okay. The Bible is clear that hearers, people who simply read their Bibles and attend church, don't accomplish much in this life. Yeah, because you have to be a doer. James 2.17 says, faith without works is dead. So again, faith without works is dead. If you need the supernatural in your life, dead faith isn't going to deliver you to victory. Ooh, come on. Come on. Okay. That's powerhouse. Like anything else with God, being a doer of the word is not about rules and religion. It's a matter of the heart. A Christian who reads the Bible and even meditates on the word of God, but doesn't put it into practice, is not following the first and the greatest commandment, which is Mark twelve thirty, Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and with all your strength. Such a good word. John 4.15 says, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? Loving God is doing what he's asked you to do in his word. When you love him and obey him, 
you are in fellowship with him. You're abiding in him and you're in a position to be led by his spirit in every, every, every area of your life. And, oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> and again, you know, you draw near to him and he draws near to you. Yes. To be a doer of the word of God, determine, determine in your heart to do everything you see written in it. And I think that's like kind of like, whoa, you know, like we have to be a doer of this word, not just hearers. So important. Okay. Um, and ex- for example, talking, doubt, defeat, and discouragement is not being a doer of the word because that is not how the Bible tells us to live. Mm-hmm. So we can't be like, because you're hearing this, if you're talking death, doubt, um, defeat, and discouragement, like the Holy Spirit told me not to be talking about death because a lot of people died around my family and a lot of people died at my work. I mean, family. My, co- my colleagues, some of their family died. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he just said, like, just don't be focused on that, you know? And I was like, okay, okay. So I, I was obedient to him. Second um, Corinthians 5, 7, it says, the Bible tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. Okay. So the third point is to put the word of God above all else. Yes. Proverbs 4, 20, 21 says, My son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. So your heart is like your core. It's your spirit. So, you know, that's you. And uh, it says, um, we, I think the heart is mentioned like over a thousand times. And a lot of the times it refers to the spirit. But again, it's your core. Um, that's why we should train ourselves to put the word of God above all else or first. We should train ourselves to ask him in any matter of life. What does God's word have to say about this? And then we should put that word first. And I think this was me. I missed it in my life. I was, you know, a Christian for many years, but I didn't ask the Holy Spirit for things. I would just do my own thing. And one of the things was when I was a a new believer was um, I was going to church and stuff and then... um, my husband, now husband at the time, he wasn't walking with the Lord. He was barely like fake walking <laughs> so that, so that, you know, like he would fake go to church for me. And so anyways, I didn't ask the Holy Spirit. I went ahead and married him. And right when I married him, I was like, and even when I was going down the aisle, like the Holy Spirit was like, just like an impression, like this, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. I'm missing it. But I, I went down the aisle and I did it, and then the next day I was like, oh, man, like I really missed it. And uh, three weeks after I was married, he's like, yeah, he comes home, he's like, he's going to move out. He's like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to leave. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So it's so important to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, everything, ask him, ask for his permission, like, the Holy Spirit, should I marry this person? Should I even date this person? Or should I even talk to this person? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's going to impress you. It's a knowing, right? It's going to seem right. It's like the go ahead. It's like a peace. Peace yes. trumps everything. So if you have any type of hesitation or you're, um, you know, like you have confusion, you like step back and pray till you have a, a peace and a release. And again, this will prevent you a lot of heartache. And yes, thank God, 
that my husband, my God did restore my marriage, but it took a long time and it took a lot of work. Like it, I had to meditate like on scriptures and read like all these Christian books and it was a miracle. But again, I went through a lot of turmoil, heartache. So for I would suggest like, you know, for people not to do that, to ask the Holy Spirit, should I marry this person or anything? Should I buy this car? Should I move? Should I work here? Yeah, that's good. Just that's anything. Good. Every decision. Every decision. Every decision. Okay. Um, let's see what we have here. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, The Bible tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Once you set... Did I do this? Once you said to be a doer of the word, revelation will come. As you practice being obedient... And even the small things, you'll find that you'll begin to hear God more and more each day. That's good. Mm -hmm. The more you respond to his voice, the more you'll hear him. It will continue to increase until you have trained your human spirit and are led by the spirit of God. So much that the supernatural miracles will begin to flow in your life. Like Christian was saying. And like Christian was saying, his friend was healed, but because he doesn't know to be led by the Spirit, hear the Spirit of God, listen to men of God. He's being led by people's opinions or his family, and that's where you, you're, you miss it. Yeah, and it's like on top of that, it's, you know, there's times where I even mess up, you know, yeah, where I'm like, I'm at the gym, I see someone, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe I should pray for them. That maybe thing has to leave. Mm. It has to go. I, I need to learn how to always be instantly led by the Holy Spirit. That's so good. That's what we're going to talk about next. Okay. Okay, so... Okay. Okay, Jeremiah says, Call to me and I will answer you and show, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Um, I like this because he's going to show you things to come. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comforts you, right? And he can save your life. Uh, one of the examples was uh, Andrew Womack. I, I've shared this before, but he was scheduled to go to Costa Rica. He was going to preach the gospel there at some conference. And anyways, he just had this knowing like this impression like don't go don't go I don't want to go I don't want to go I don't want to go I don't go for like a couple days and so he called the people at the church in Costa Rica and he's like he's like I'm sorry but I'm not going to go and they're like why he's like I just don't want to go and they're like they're kind of upset they're like well we paid for the marketing da 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 he's like I'm sorry I just can't go well anyways it it happened to be that that plane he was supposed to be on crashed and everybody died, like all 165 people died. And he was supposed to be on that plane. So again, just, you know, be led by that knowing and by peace, right? He's gonna lead you by that too. So just, but again, you have to meditate on the word of God so that you know his nature and his character. Okay, so the fourth one is Instantly, what Christian was saying, instantly respond to your spirit. This is, okay, so let's see. Oh, this is, I'm still learning about this. So this is a great revelation to me. So I'm going to share it um, kind of word for word because it was, um, it was a lot. I was like, I didn't realize 
how all this worked, but I'm excited and I hope to learn more about it and teach you guys more about it once I learn. But anyways, Proverbs 20, 27, it says, the spirit of a man is a candle of the Lord. The fourth way to be led by the spirit of God is to instantly respond to your spirit. But to do that, you have to learn to recognize the inward witness. Kenneth Hagin spent a lot of time teaching on the subject of training your human spirit and paying attention to your inward witness. He once said, the number one way that God guides and directs his children, children is through the inward witness. Romans 8.14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God doesn't lead us through physical senses. He leads us through the inward witness. So I just want to add, I literally have started confessing that scripture over me. Mm. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, Mm -hmm. these are the sons of God. Mm. So if I'm getting led, then I'm a legitimate son. Mm, that's God. good that's or good. I'm a legitimate daughter to mm, God that's good and if I'm not getting led I need to recalibrate what I'm doing wrong that's so good because you get to a place where you don't you hear the Holy Spirit's voice but you don't obey it mm. and then you don't obey it and you don't obey it and, don't obey yes. it, and it gets real dim yep. and it gets real yep. faint yep. and I notice that in my walks I'm like I'm starting a new job so I don't really know people mm. and I'm like Lord do, do I that one or that one, I'm kind of like shooting in the dark. Mm. But Holy Spirit will illuminate exactly, boom, boom, like a spotlight on those people. Mm. I've had it where you could see exactly who you need to talk to, and it'll be a glow wow. about it. Wow. In a sense, where the Holy Spirit's directing to you, that person, wow. or that word to say, or, or be at that right place at that right time, right? right? And you learned this by what? Meditating on the word day and night, being in his yeah. presence for years? I didn't like learn that from my past and I didn't learn that from my mom. Uh-oh. It was Holy Ghost. It was Holy Sorry, Ghost. Sorry, it was Holy Ghost. You taught me. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, same. Okay, so Second Timothy 4.4 4 says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Mm-hmm. You start to believe the false prophets and Satan until they lead you away from God. And that's what Christian was saying. Like we have to be careful to be in tune or you won't be sensitive, right? Like if you're not in the word and you're not learning to do this, you won't be sensitive. Um, okay. Okay. God wants us to be led by his spirit and he is going to use your own spirit to guide us. Kenneth Hagin said, God has a better way than a hit and miss system. Listen to the inward voice and obey your own spirit. Then you will operate in the perfect will of God. Um, When you meditate on the word of God, be a doer of the word of God. Put the word of God above all else and instantly respond to your spirit. You can know the will of God in even the smallest details of your life. Wow. <clears throat> when you develop and train your spirit by putting the first three steps into practice that we talked about, meditating on the word, practicing the word, and putting the word first place, your human spirit will become a safe guide for you. 
once you've trained your human spirit in the word of God, obeying your human spirit becomes the same as obeying the Holy Spirit. This was like, this was like, Wait, say that again? yeah, once you've trained your human spirit in the word of God, obeying your, obeying your human spirit becomes the same as obeying the Holy Spirit. Because you're conforming to the image of him. Yeah, so you're becoming one and you guys, they're communing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I was like, whoa, I was just enlightened to this and it was exciting. But um, again, I, I will... Um, uh, learn about it more and share with you guys. But this one story about this millionaire, he he had a lot of like people um, come to him and say, "Hey, will you invest?" And he said, "Sometimes the investors, it seemed in his brain logically like, oh, this is going to be a good investment." But for everything, he would pray and meditate on the word for three days. Like he would shut the door and like just focus on God and to hear from God. And he would sometimes go with a person that didn't look like it was a good investment. Mm. But do you know that he never went wrong? Mm. And so he's like this multi, multi millionaire. And this is how he did it. And I thought like, wow, that's amazing. You know, you know, to add to that, if you're if you always obey the Holy Spirit, you can never be wrong. Yeah, you will always make the right decision. That's so good. Um, There's been times I'll say recently I've obeyed the Holy Spirit more than I've said no mm. or didn't do it and I've been blessed mm. every time like for instance this new job mm-hmm. I didn't want this job right. Holy Spirit told me right exactly and now I'm here and then I'm like Lord this is hard like I work with a bunch of mechanical engineers yeah I work with a lot of like scientists mm. I work with a lot of people that have that type of analytical mm. mindset mm. and it's hard for me because I feel like I'm not wired that way mm. but I have to pull on the omnipotence of the Holy Spirit yes, yes. and his omnipresent and his yes. omniscient because yes. he is the counselor and the helper but the thing is I'm seeing why God has me there because mm. a lot of them are atheists mm. So the thing is, if I'm there to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and miracles, signs, and wonders accompany me because I preach the word of God, mm-hmm. that's going to win souls to the kingdom. Yeah. Because I'm in a place where it's like, I don't even feel comfortable, mm-hmm. but that's when I depend on the comforter. Right. He's the comforter. Yeah. And because I didn't want to do this job, but I was blessed because they gave me more than what I asked for. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in an environment that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Like I went from a secular college to like a secular engineering, semiconductors. It's all about technology, mm-hmm. but they don't know the creator. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one that's created and given them the minds right. to create those things. Right. So that's what I'm going to show you. Yeah, just ex- you're exactly like this guy. Like logically, you didn't didn't make sense to you but you trusted holy spirit and he's going to give you that supernatural grace yeah that ability and the thing is i went to so many people saying i don't want this job i know and i was telling people i don't want this and i talked to multiple believers yeah but i knew at the end of the day i would have to make that decision i got before the lord and said god you want me to have this job i'm going to stop complaining and i'm just going to take it yeah it's been my first week there and it's challenging and Mm -hmm. it's tough and I'm like, man, I don't, I have no one's, no one's talking to me, mm-hmm. kind of by myself, and I'm not used to that. Mm-hmm. I'm used to like talking to everybody and being 
I guess a social butterfly for all of us. <laughs> but the thing is, um, I know that God's gonna do a mighty work because I was obedient to what He Amen. called me Amen. to do. That's the dream job when no one talks to you and you get your work done. I would love a job like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, see, she had the opposite problem in her where she worked, everybody would just talk and she couldn't hear and she couldn't focus. Mm. So it could be a blessing. Look at the blessing side of it, right? right. <laughs> Okay. Um, again, if you're having a hard time, like, still, you feel like, oh, I've never heard his voice. I never heard his voice. Just seek him with all your heart and you will find him. Yes. Just continue. Even though you don't understand, just keep doing it, doing it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I mean, every day I'm learning new things. Every day, every day, every day. And, you know, that's how we grow and that's how we get stronger. Um, Oh, another thing is also that I wanted to share was, like, it's okay to ask God questions, right? But it, it, but it is irreverent when we start questioning God. Mm-hmm. We have to stay humble and teachable and reverence to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I ask, I ask him, like, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Like, I don't understand this. And, but it's different when you're questioning him, right? Than mm-hmm. being irreverent. So always stay humble, teachable, and that's how he's going to teach you. Um, okay, and then another thing is the devil is the one that influences us to question God's existence and his word. He's the one, the devil, that, you know, he puts that in your head. The devil's a liar and a deceiver. He has no power over you because you have the Holy Spirit inside you. He was defeated by Jesus. Jesus took his authority, right? So he, the devil is the one that influences you in the mind. It's like between your ears. This is, this is where he's going to influence you. He's going to say, oh, God doesn't exist. Oh, you can't hear God's voice. And, you know, the word's not real. That's, that's where he messes with you. But you have the Holy Spirit inside you, and he's already defeated you to him leave. You command him to leave in the name of Jesus. Get out, and he gets out. And then you go, we focus on God and his word. We don't need to be focused on the devil all the time. You know, we need to be focused on the God, on God and his word. We take care of those thoughts or whatever. You tell them to leave in the name of Jesus and you move forward with God. Um, and I think that's pretty much all I have. I have something to add. Yeah. So like starting this new job, a lot of my work is complete opposite what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Everything's on the computer, everything's Excel sheets, everything is different types of uh, logistics systems mm-hmm. and, and materials and products and all these things. And I'm looking at this stuff and I'm trying to watch PowerPoints and watch videos and I still don't really understand. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that these people around me, they are so focused they understand, they meditate on it, mm-hmm. where they understand the process mm-hmm. and they know how to do it step by step by step by step to have the result and the outcome of it being successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me, he's like, how you're looking at this new system, yeah. it's like if you gave someone a Bible, right. they would read it, but they have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. But I'm at a place where I've meditated on the word so much, I can see mm-hmm. the steps, mm-hmm. not methods, but I can see how God's talking here, right. how he's talking to his prophets here, how his word is impacted here. 
and I'm able to follow that algorithm, per se, to see the beneficial results of God's word coming into manifestation. Mm -hmm. And God's showing me that, okay, I got to be patient to learn something new. So think about that. If the Bible is completely new to you, do not get discouraged. Because I was frustrated because I'm not getting the system down. It's been three days. But then the Lord has reminded me and my wife's reminded me, don't you have the mind of Christ? Can't you do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Don't you have the helper, the advocate, the counselor, the comforter that is there to help you in those tough situations? So trust in the Lord. Trust in his spirit. Trust in his word. Yes. Yes. So that's that's all I wanted to share. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Trust. Like you have a. The Holy Spirit's a genius. He's brilliant. He's all-knowing. He's inside you. So trust in him. Trust in yes. him. So is that it? Do you want me to pray? I, I, I want you to pray, but I want you to be completely led by the Holy okay. Spirit. Okay. I would say if you guys can pray mm-hmm. in the Spirit, I would pray in the Spirit. Because yes. we need utterance right now. We need to be led Lord, lead us in your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Let that come out. It's already burning in your stomach already. Just prophesy, whatever it is. Just, I sense in my spirit that someone... You know, you you do have that analytical mind. You do yes. question God. You don't believe He's real. Wow. Again, just surrender, yield to Him, and ask yes. Him. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. Yes. You know, reveal Yourself to me, Holy Spirit. Illuminate Your Word. Let it become real. Let it jump out of the pages, Father. You know, let it let it just consume me, Father. And, and walk in that, right? Walk in that clarity. Walk in that, in that leading of the Holy Spirit. He's unctioning you. He's knocking at your door. Open the door. Let him in. Put your mind aside. Be led by the Spirit. Don't be, met, don't be led by your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Don't be led by your body, by your five senses. Let's be led by the spirit. Our spirit is perfect. Our spirit's going to be just like it is in heaven. It's going to be, it's here now, right? Holy Spirit's inside of us. Say, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. I don't know how this works, but I am going to step out in faith. I am going to walk in your word. Father, I'm going to seek you daily. Father, I'm going to meditate on your word daily, Father. And he's going to open this to you. Step out in faith. Don't be fearful. Don't. It's not about the mind. It's about the spirit, right? Spirit, soul, 
and and your body. So yes. your soul, your mind, your will, emotions. Don't walk That's by so that. Cool, yeah. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me through yes. your spirit. Lead me through your Holy Spirit. And he will. And just surrender and yield to him. And yes. you are going to be amazed. You are going to be set free. It says those who are led by the spirit, there's freedom and liberty. Yes. And he will give you that. He'll give you that life of freedom. That's what he did to me. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing the word with everyone. Because I was this Christian for like 27 years that did not read her word. And the Holy Spirit would nudge me. Read your word, read your word, like silently. Like it's like a knowing, you know to read your word, you know it constantly. And I would never do it, never do it. And I got distracted, detoured, and depressed. And it's not till I came back to that word that I'm set free from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And I knew that the suicidal thoughts were the enemy, but I just didn't know how to fight it. And it's just by you renewing, renewing your mind with the word, you will be transformed. And that's kind of what I wanted. Also, to add to that, whoever that's for, I keep hearing active. Mm. You got to be active. Yes. You can't be subtle. You can't be... On the sideline, you have to be active. It's with anything, you have to be active. Like, if I wanna lose weight, I have to be active. Yes. If I wanna stop eating food, I have to be active not to eat the food. Yes. If I want to be better at my job, per se, I need to be active to learn and to grow and to ask people for help. That's hard for me, because I'm usually someone that can pick up stuff real quick. But that's why we have the Holy Spirit, because we don't know the Word. Holy Spirit reveals the Word. He reveals the truth in the Word. He reveals the life in the Word. Right? He reveals the healing in the Word. He reveals the prosperity in the Word. So be active to listen to Him and to His Word. And He might lead you to a person that can help you. That's happened to me at work. Mm-hmm. Like, I pray, I pray. I say, Holy Spirit, help me, help me. And he leads me right to that person, and that person just has all the answers. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. So, again, don't be scared, you know, to, to ask Holy Spirit. Ask him, ask him. So that's it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, if someone's out there yeah. that doesn't know the Lord, yeah. can you please show them how to yeah. receive the Lord? Of course. So if you don't know the Lord and this is all new to you, all you have to do is be sincere. Say, Father, I I want to know you. You know, I want to know who Jesus is. And you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. You say, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And when you do that, you surrender and you yield and you're sincere, right? It's not just this poem. You're sincere and you're like, God, help me, help me. So what he does, he comes inside you. And that's right, because your spirit, he comes inside your spirit. And now he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now you are righteous inside. Now you can have everlasting life because he dwells and abides in you. He has reconciled you back to the Father. He, Jesus is the bridge to the Father. And that's how we have everlasting life. That's how we go to heaven. So do that. Um, you can do it now or do it on your own time. But that's what you need to do. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you very much. Let's give it a round of applause, everybody. You did an amazing job. Amazing job. Before we end, I feel that people need healing. And I felt that in the spirit. And I, I heard ankle pain. And I don't know who's hurt their ankle. But it's an ankle pain that's giving you problems. Okay. Is there anybody that's listening right now that has any type? Oh, look at you. Ian just put his foot up and he has, he's wearing an ankle brace. <laughs> so we are definitely going to come. So how, what happened? So this happened years ago. I broke the growth plate syndrome. And it's not too bad. It's just every now and then. So I ran track, right? So every, I'm helping. Um, me and my friend are helping this kid that's a freshman in high school. To get faster for baseball. So we're having to do track workouts and stuff. Been running them with them. After I run them every now and then, they just feel weak. I wear them for like a day or two and it feels better. But okay. I don't know if it's meant directly for me or not, but I don't know, it's kind of funny that I was brought up and I'm wearing these. Yeah, no, so I believe it is for you. I believe it causes like cartilage to pop. Does it cause that popping sound? My ankles do pop a lot. Okay. Okay. So this is where you can receive your healing. So it says in God's word, right? That by his stripes, what Jesus paid on that cross, you are healed. So past tense were, right? You were healed. And it says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? So the thing is, I'm not physically there, but Holy Spirit's there. And Holy Spirit's going to do the work. But my question to you is, do you believe that Jesus can heal you? Okay. So is it both ankles or just your right ankle? Uh, both. Okay. So what I want you to do is I just want you to put your hands on both those ankles. And you're going to just come in agreement with me. Okay. And I'm just going to pray with you as a brother in Christ. Okay. Let's all pray in the spirit. Okay. Father God, we just thank you for your word, that your word is accompanied by miracles, signs, and wonders. Kevin, can you come here, please? Lord, that you would show your great mercy, that you would show your love and compassion upon him right now as we speak. That, Lord, we come right now in the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I charge you in Jesus' mighty name. I decree right now in Jesus' mighty name. You spirit of infirmity, leave his ankles now in Jesus' name. Every ligament, every tendon, every joint, every cartilage be healed in Jesus' name. No more popping, no more pain, no more discomfort, no more fatigue. Every time that he would flex his ankle up and down, side to side, no Problems with mobility in Jesus' name. That you would heal the the bone, the, the plate. Like I, I'm seeing this plate. Lord God, that you would heal that and restore and amend those bones in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you make all things new. That you are restoring his ankles and giving him supernatural strength. Holy Spirit, you're no respecter of persons. What you do for one, you do for another. That you touch him right now. Kevin, do you got anything in the spirit to add? Anything in the spirit to add? Holy. Oh, tendons? Yeah, go for it. Tendons. 
Heavenly Father, we just command those tendons in, the, in his ankles to be healed in the mighty name of Jesus. That that muscle is healed in Jesus' name. There's no more. There's no more tears. No more. No more rips in yes. his ankles, Father. We just command that his ankles are, are are stronger than they were before, Father. That stronger before the accident happened, Father. Stronger before yes. the wear and tear was on yes. his ankles. Yes, right now yes, that Father. he would feel an icy hot mm. in his ankles right now, Lord. That your miracle working power, your anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage, I command that spirit of affliction to leave off both ankles now. Ankles be whole in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, restore him, Lord. We give you the glory and honor and praise. We thank you. What you reveal, you heal. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Oh, well, that's awesome. <laughs> How you feeling? Good, I guess. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for letting us pray for you. That was awesome. And that's amazing because you didn't tell us that before. I didn't know. I can't see your feet through Zoom. But the Lord knows. And he cares about you. And he wants to see you in full 100% health. So you're a runner and he wants you to keep on running. <laughs> so... um if if anybody else does anybody else need uh, a prayer request or anything that a prayer for my neighbor um, across the street uh, he, uh, he almost overdosed yesterday who um, it, he goes by 21 he's a guy on the bicycle okay. he lives with Jennifer okay and he the paramedics were there like the ambulance and all that yes and he was like he had no color to his skin at all so he, ha he has an addiction problem. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you can pray for him. Okay, we'll pray for him. Anybody else? How's it going, Ian? Good, okay. All right, let's just pray for 21. Father, we uplift 21. Lord, we know that you have purpose for him, that he overdosed last night. But Lord, your mercy was strong, that your mercy is new each and every morning, that Lord God, we break that spirit of addiction off 21's life, that he shall not die, but he would live and declare the good works of the Lord, that Lord God, you would open the door that we could minister the gospel to him, because that's what he needs right now. When, he's, when you're hopeless, when you're defeated, when you're depressed, and you feel like this life is not worth living, Jesus, you make it clear that we're not here by accident. But we're here to be loved by you, to glorify you, and to walk and follow you for the rest of our days. So, Lord God, we break every yoke of bondage that your anointing, Jesus, breaks every yoke of bondage. Lord, heal him. Restore that man's mind and his health. And most of all, Lord God, we ask for salvation. That the mercy of you, Lord, would be upon him. and That we intercede on his behalf. We thank you, Lord. Bless each and every person here. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.